Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Fourth Estate Drive Time. This is your host, Marty Duran, coming to you live from I-40, westbound and down. Headed into Nashville, Tennessee. It's a beautiful day. Happy Monday, June 27th to you all. Big news in California yesterday where a protest turned violent. About 30 neo-Nazi slash skinhead types marching under the banner of, I think, the Workers' Federation Party decided to hold a rally slash demonstration slash something else at the Capitol in Sacramento and a uh, motley assortment of folks who took umbrage with their fascist positions assembled themselves about ten times as many, two to three hundred according to reports I read. And unfortunately this did not turn uh, into merely a counter demonstration where one side tried to yell down the other side. Uh, Apparently the counter protesters came uh, armed for bear, if you'll pardon the California state reference. Um, They were beaten and ten stabbings Uh, And from what I could tell, most of those stabbed uh, appeared to have been on the neo-Nazi skinhead side of things, though I did not get a rundown. There's uh, video on Twitter. There's video uh, at CNN. And um, obviously the protest was broken up. Uh, What is interesting about it to me is that the counter-protesters came with banners. They came with... Uh, flags that doubled as uh, weapons of attack so the handles were thick enough to hit people with and uh, create damage. They, they didn't use uh, curtain rods, let's put it that way. Uh, large banners of counter-protests. So the fascists <clears throat> were put down in fascist style by the anti-fascists yesterday in Sacramento. So it's always odd to find people uh, who are against a lot of things being suppressed by using violence by people who apparently otherwise support free speech. But if you've been watching any of the polling data recently, you know that there's a really bad discrepancy um, between people who claim to be for civil rights and their willingness to see free speech extended to people they disagree with. Uh, Many millennials and college-aged students now believing that free speech should be curtailed if certain people would be offended uh, by the speech. So, yes, you heard that correctly. We have a growing number of people in America who think that free speech itself is open to definition And that definition would include hurting people's feelings with what is said. Is it any wonder that we have such a division uh, in the electorate today? In the news over the weekend, the big news was Brexit. The referendum in England to leave the European Union passed by uh, 54 to 46 or 58 or 52 to 48. I can't remember. It was not a huge margin in percentage, but it was a pretty substantial margin in Tumbra, uh, in terms of raw votes. Uh, almost immediately, a new referendum was called for. 
Within a matter of hours, there were 3 million people had signed an online petition calling for a new referendum. Uh, so a couple of things. First of all, more uh, Americans who couldn't tell the difference between the Union Jack and Jack and the Beanstalk seemed to know exactly what Great Britain should have done. And it seems to me, or what England should have done, and it seems to me that a lot of Americans uh, are basically reading and they are choosing the sympathy vote. So um, those who voted to leave are generally older, uh, so they're in the late 40s and up age bracket. They are old enough to have remembered, many of them, to have remembered England before it was a part of the European Union. Uh, Many of these have been affected negatively in the job market by uh, changes in the economy, both as a result of the European Union and the larger result of globalization. And many of them have uh, strong concerns about immigration in both England and the European Union. If you'll remember, uh, London just elected the first Mus- their first Muslim mayor about two months ago. Now, does that sound familiar? If it doesn't, it should sound familiar because the demographic that voted for England to leave the European Union is very similar to the demographic that has propelled Donald Trump to the top of the Republican ticket, uh, at least uh, in theory, presumptively. Presumably. Um, so there is, uh, across the water, there is rumbling. Uh, now, there's, a, uh, there's multiple levels to what's going on or what contributed to the Brexit uh, vote and what stands to happen now, because this is not as simple as uh, a referendum on adding a 1% local option sales tax in order to fund the building of new parks in your town. If, first of all, if Brexit goes through, which is not a given, this is a non-binding referendum, as I understand it, that has to be approved by the Parliament. Well, the Parliament itself now is in disarray because the current or almost current Prime Minister, uh, David Cameron, has stepped down and is no longer Prime Minister because of the vote to leave. He was part of the Remain group. And as soon as the, almost as soon as the results were uh, finalized and announced, he announced his resignation. So that is one issue. The parties in the parliament are in disarray because of the vote, and it remains to be seen. Uh, there have been resignations, I believe this is correct, from the Labor Party, and um, the Tories are in some amount of disarray. Add to this the story in The Guardian, and I have several articles linked in the episode notes for today's episode, the story in The Guardian that brings uh, into play the peace treaty with Northern Ireland that has been in effect since the 1990s, that uh, it potentially, the the move to leave the European Union could potentially destabilize uh, that peace treaty and bring back into play Uh, sectarian violence that has been gone for uh, decades now. Uh, And add to that that Scotland wanted to stay in the European Union. Uh, They do not want to leave the European Union and there could be a referendum in Scotland about leaving the British Empire. 
So the vote, the Brexit vote is uh, multi-part, and there are many, many things uh, that are at play. The uh, Nobody knows how long leaving the European Union would take. Nobody knows the ultimate um, economic devastation or economic benefit, whichever it happens to go, to the European Union and to England. Uh, there is at least one possibility that strips England of all of its voting rights in the EU, but they have to continue paying uh, whatever their annual dues. That would be billions of euros. Um, transportation having to do with boundaries, having to do with passports, freedom of movement. There are a lot of things that are potentially uh, on the table. So, uh, A, the vote is not binding. B, if the Parliament decides to go with the vote, then uh, there will be years of uncertainty that could cause um, ripples through the global economy as well as England itself. So, uh, that's, a, that's a big, big deal in case you didn't know the depths of it. There's a lot of things that could happen. Uh, and then last today, Fox and others are reporting that Fallujah, quote, finally liberated, unquote, from ISIS, or I should say fully liberated from ISIS. Uh, So five weeks after the initial um, assault on ISIS to retake the city of Fallujah in Iraq, uh, the Iraqi security forces, along with their allied militia, are claiming victory over ISIS and saying that they are repelled from the city of Fallujah, which, uh, if that's accurate, then that is a big step for the uh, Iraqi army and the Iraqi um, ability to control their own national destiny without the direct influence and direct involvement of the United States and the Western coalition countries. So uh, good for the Iraqis, hopefully good for the people who lived there, and bad for ISIS, and anything that's bad for ISIS right now is good for the world. Uh, This is Marty Duran, and you have been listening to the 4th State Drive Time. Thanks for listening. The 4th State Drive Time is a production of Roundtable Media Group. Check out my buddy Todd Littleton at the Pathological Podcast and my friends Ryan and Phil with Conversation Rules. My buddy David Phillips with the Novo Radio. Three podcasts for your week. Again, thanks for listening, and as always, I hope you have a fantastic day.